You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there, especially to my wife. Happy Mother's Day to you and to my mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. (laughs) I meant to text you earlier, and I didn't. So, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Actually, I told myself I would text her on the way to church. Oh, driving? No, I wasn't texting and driving, no. But uh, then I forgot to do that as well. So, anyway, it's good to have Mother's Day, and we are thankful for our mothers. Obviously, none of us would be here without our mothers, and we are grateful for you as well. Turn, if you would, in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to continue in this series and I guess we just this is our last week of our series because we're going to be thankfully starting church Lord willing um, with everybody being here in the auditorium next week because that's going to be a good thing but we're only going to have the one surface service as pastors mentioned so um, Sunday school this is my last week I try to cram as much into it as possible hopefully it will not go too long and will be a practical application for us as we continue asking that question where do we go from here And we're talking about we walk by faith, not by sight. So when that question comes up in our mind, where do we go from here? We walk by faith, not by sight. So in Hebrews chapter 11, I'm going to read verse 1, and we're going to read down through verse 16. And we'll be coming back and forth to Hebrews chapter 11. Hopefully we'll have a great application this morning that we can all learn from. I know this is a familiar subject, but I'm sure it's one that we need to be reminded of as well. Starting in verse 1, Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God." Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, 
for he hath prepared for them a city. And let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you just speak through me right now. Lord, just expose your word to us, Lord, that we can just see clearly how we can improve in our area of walking by faith. Father, that we would not give into our flesh, Lord, but that we would allow the faith that you have given to us to take root, Lord, to be evidenced in our life. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So last week we talked about walking by faith, the importance of walking by faith. We talked about needing to look to the author and finisher of our faith, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, as our example in our walk of faith. We talked about um, in May, uh, one of our main references last week, one of the main points is that those saints that have gone on before us, they laid this road of faith, this walk of faith that they have walked, as we see he laid out for us here in Hebrews chapter 11. They did this road, they walked this road, they laid out for us, and their road is not complete if we don't continue to walk by faith. What they have accomplished through faith is of nud effect or of not perfect effect, as we find later on in the chapter, if we don't continue that walk of faith. So it is imperative for us that when we are faced with the questions of where do we go from here, or wondering what our next step might be, that we don't just step out in what we want to do and do our own thing, but that we walk by faith. You know, we are not facing any more difficult times today than I believe the apostles were facing, or even what Jesus went through. We are not facing any more difficult times, either physically or financially or mentally. Some of these times that we are going through right now, this uh, virus situation, it's, it's been painful for a lot of us. For a lot of us, it's been a lot of questioning. This country has gone through a great time. But this is not anything more painful than what Jesus went through. Or the apostles, was the struggle to spread the gospel more difficult than us struggling through an altered lifestyle where we're, we don't know what's going to happen next? You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, we see these people that are examples of faith that they had to go through that the Lord required of them. Was their example of faith any less of a struggle than us wondering what our economic outlook might be? See, for most of us, and as Pastor mentioned last week as well, we are more worried about our financial situation and our health than about anything else. Those are the two things that we are more concerned about. And these are the two areas that we see our country crippled with fear for a large part of it right now. And I know times have changed. I know that uh, we are in a different kind of world, a technological world, than maybe back 2,000 years ago. But I don't see where the apostles were wondering whether or not they, their immune system was going to hold up to the beatings they were receiving for the gospel. I don't know that the apostles were wondering about whether or not there was enough money in their budget to continue the work of the ministry that the Lord had given to them. See, these are things that we put a lot of emphasis on, but we don't see that in Scripture that the apostles put that much emphasis on, and yet they were the ones that were suffering, and a lot of them being killed and tortured for the Lord Jesus. See, our faith is not a matter of our circumstances. It's a matter of our heart. And if we are purposed in our heart that we are going to walk by faith, we're going to do so no matter our circumstances. I mentioned last week, you know, we, we want to have God do great things in our life and we want to see him do miracles in our life. But yet, and we pray for God to do miracles in our life, but then in the same breath, we ask God never to put us in a position where he needs to do a miracle. We want everything to be laid out for us perfectly so that we know what is going on ahead of time. We don't want to have that, those times of trial and testing that are required to walk by faith. That's something we have to get over in our own mind. That we would allow God to put us in these positions and that we would walk by faith when we're in there as trying positions. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, it says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wide master builder, a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. Thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That is an important thing for us to remember, that our foundation is not upon ourselves or upon the things of this world, it's only upon the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. When we are faced with a crisis of direction, this where do we go from here question, it is important to remember that that is who our faith is built upon, not upon ourselves, not upon our job, not upon our bank account, it is upon the Lord Jesus Christ. If we build our foundation upon our economy, on Wall Street, if that's our foundation for this life, we are going to be sad, we are going to be depressed, we are going to be discouraged, and we may even become to that point of having a mental breakdown if we're going to focus on this world's economy as our foundation. But if we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ as our sure, our solid, our strong foundation in this life, we know that we are going to receive the promises that he has given to us in his word. Sometimes when we are faced with this question of where do we go from here, we just panic. We don't, we don't stop. We don't let the Lord work through us. And I am as guilty of this as probably more guilty than others. We don't just stop and wait for the Lord to work. This is a sure sign that we are building ourselves upon a foundation that is not the Lord. In Colossians 3, it is clearly outlined for us that this foundation can only be established by Jesus and that it is a solid rock foundation that we are built upon. We know that when we're building a building, we don't want a solid foundation of sand or, or something that's soft like bubbles or foam. We don't build upon that. We have to build upon a sure foundation. So why is it any less important for us to build upon a sure foundation in our life? I look at the world and, and those that do not know the Lord. Do they have any foundation upon which to build that is not soft, that is not sinking, that is not temporal? And that's why we see so many people panic and get discouraged and just act out of fear because they are not building upon the right foundation. But even us as Christians, we know what our foundation should be upon. We know who our foundation should be upon, and yet we still allow ourselves to get taken aside by our flesh and not walking by faith as we should be. Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we want to please God in our lives, we have to walk by faith. And I know we know this, but we need to remember it. Because I think that a lot of times it's easy for us to forget this. If we try to build upon any other foundation other than the Lord Jesus Christ, we will not walk by faith, and all our works that we have accomplished will burn up in the day of judgment. So, building of faith. One thing that is probably hard for me, and maybe it's hard for you, maybe it's not, is to make sure that our faith is genuine and not our own intellect making decisions. That we are truly walking by faith and not something that we have reasoned out in our own mind and said, yes, this is the will of the Lord for me to do because I think it's the right thing to do. Faith is something that we cannot see but that we hope for as found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of of things hoped for. It is the substance of things hoped for. This is trusting God to bring us through a difficult situation, to meet the needs we may have financially or physically. We are so good, and I am so good, at running around and exploring every option possible in order to bring me through the situation I find myself in, and I'm sure a lot of us are in that same position. 
But sometimes I wonder if I'm only trusting God with my lips. I pray to him and say, God, show me your direction. I'm trusting you for this situation. And then in my actions, I show that I'm trusting myself rather than God. You know, there are times that we need to wait on the Lord. And I know waiting is hard for us. But we also don't, I don't believe that it's biblical to just sit around and do nothing, though, when we're in these times of waiting. Sometimes we say, I'm just waiting on the Lord, so I'm going to do nothing. Well, that's not what the Lord requires of us either. He wants us to be busy serving him, praying, seeking his face, not just sitting around doing nothing, but we sometimes need to wait on the Lord. It is also a sin for us to run ahead of the Lord, to get ahead of his timing in our lives. Nothing ever good comes from getting outside of the will of God in our walk of faith. So this is a balance, though, that we must be conscious of. We obviously can all reason. We all have the ability to reason in our minds. But to put ourselves in that balance where we are allowing our will to be only God's will and that our reason to be the reasoning that God gives to us so that we can walk by faith as he leads in our life. So how do we know if we are building upon the Lord's foundation by faith or upon our own foundation? If you would, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. Passage of scripture where the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. And I find that it's interesting. They ask him a question, and Jesus answers always with the right answer. But the right answer in regards to their question was one verse. And then Jesus goes in to explain more about this. And I, I find it interesting. If we look in Luke chapter 17, verse 5, it says, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. In other words, Lord, make our faith greater. Like, it's something that the Lord should do right away. Just give it to them, make their faith greater. And I think that's the way we are sometimes in our life as well. Lord, make our faith greater right now, but don't make us go through anything that will build our faith gradually. Right? We want the Lord to just increase our faith without, you know, in a miraculous way, without actually having to suffer at all for it. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. So there's Jesus' answer in verse 6. All it requires is a grain of mustard seed, and you can move trees with your faith. And that is what he tells his disciples. Okay? And then he moves on. Verse 7. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he has come from the field, go and sit down to meat? And will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which is our duty to do. So in verse 6, Jesus tells the disciples, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye could move this sycamore tree from here and cast it into the sea. But in verse 7 through 10, and, he, and I believe this is all tied together because he says in verse 7, but, after saying, if ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye could move this sycamore tree. But, but, Jesus says, but. One verse about faith, and then he says, don't get excited. Don't get excited about doing these works of faith thinking that you should receive a special reward. 
See, it is our duty, it is what we are required to do in our walk of faith, is to have that faith of a grain of mustard seed that the Lord could use us. And not because of what we are, because of the Lord. Using our faith to do these great things for him. Sometimes I think we are looking at doing great things and we like to take the credit upon ourselves. And that's what we are being told here by Jesus, that we don't want to take credit for the things we're doing. It is our duty as Christians, it is our duty as believers to walk by faith. Sometimes I don't believe we we really see that, that it is our duty as Christians to walk by faith. Not just so that we can see God do miracles in our life, it is our duty. We don't need to glory through these walks of faith and these times that we see God really evident in our life. It is our duty to walk by faith and have God live out in our life those things that he wants to do. To glorify himself through our life. So what is our motivation behind our actions? Is our motivation to see ourselves uplifted? Is our motivation to see people give glory to us? Is our motivation to be important in the eyes of men or in the eyes of our church or in the eyes of our, our co-workers? Is that our motivation? If that's our motivation behind our actions, we are not being good servants. A good servant goes out and works in the field all day. Then he comes in and he serves the master at the table. And then we ask the master, do you have anything else to do that I need to do for you? And then he goes to bed after the master is already asleep, thinking, wow, I'm an unprofitable servant because I only did that which was required of me. See, that's what Jesus says. Yes, your faith is a grain of mustard seed. You can move mountains. But don't, take, don't get all excited about it. That is your duty as servants. A good worker works their hardest when nobody is paying attention to them and does not expect praise when the job is complete. A Christian exercising their faith does not expect glory or blessing or approval from others in their actions. These things may come, but that's not the expectation. The expectation is that we will please God by our walk of faith. Now turn back to Hebrews chapter 11. If you would, Hebrews chapter 11, we'll read, we'll go over try to go through verse 1 through 6 and in some of these stories and we'll look at them how these men of faith and women of faith exercise their faith as examples for us in verse 1 we find the definition of faith as we read it this faith is a substance of things hoped for in other words it is a foundation of hope for any future events It is the underlying material. If we think of a substance, if we think of an element, that is the material that makes up. What is the substance of my clothing? What is the substance of our car? That is the underlying element that makes up that object. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is also the evidence of things not seen. It is the proof. Faith is the proof that things not seen are as we believe them to be based on God's word being true and without error. That is what faith is. It is the evidence. It's the proof that things not seen are as we believe them to be based on God's word being true and without error. This is true faith. Now, because of our faith, in verse 3, we understand <clears throat> excuse me, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through faith, we believe that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, not a Big Bang. You know, I heard a a semi 
well-known creationist used to say, I believe in the Big Bang. I believe that God sent it and bang, it happened. Right? That's the Big Bang that we should believe in. We believe through faith that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And then the second part of this verse is even more powerful in our modern word, in our modern world. It says, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That is the big controversy, I believe, between the, the church and the world is things that are seen were not made by things which do appear. There is no place for evolutionary process according to the word of God. And you know this verse here, the third verse of Hebrews chapter 11, may be a stumbling block for a lot of believers as well. These believers that want to ride the fence with believing some of the world's philosophy and trying to make it mesh with God's philosophy, which doesn't ever happen because the popular teaching and thought of science today contradicts this. It takes faith to believe God's word in this area. Although I believe it probably takes more faith to believe that everything in this world came from nothing. That's, you know, just an enormous stretch of any scientific principles. But it does take faith to believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So that's the base of faith in our life. Now we move into the examples. The first example we have here is the example of Cain and Abel. Cain tried to evidence his obedience or his, his faith by his own works and actions. When we look at Cain's sacrifice, he offered up the fruits of his own labor. He offered up something that was his blood, his sweat, his effort that he was trying to give to God. And he thought that God had better accept his sacrifice as means as his faith. His act of worship to God was all his own works, and he was upset when God did not accept his effort and his sacrifice. God should have been pleased, according to Cain, God should have been pleased with the sacrifice that he gave to God. And do we not sometimes find ourselves in that same attitude of Cain, that we did this for God and he should be pleased that we have done that, but yet Hebrews 11 says, without faith it is impossible to please him. Sometimes we go about doing these actions without ever seeking the Lord and seeking to walk by faith and having the Lord work through us. And we wonder why God's blessing was not upon it. Sometimes we find ourselves in the same attitude as Cain. And when we find, when we have this motivation that God better be pleased with what I do because I'm doing it and I'm putting all this effort into it, when we have this motivation, we can be sure we're not walking by faith or building upon our foundation of faith. Another aspect, I believe, of Cain's sacrifice was he was just rebellious to what the Lord had asked him to do. He was rebellious to the direction that God had given him for a sacrifice of a lamb, the shedding of blood. Because in Cain's mind, Cain knew what was best to sacrifice. And don't we often find ourselves in that point? I know I do as well. We know what is best for us to give to the Lord, but yet that's not necessarily what the reward is requiring of us to give so our rebellion against instruction often leads to walking by sight rather than walking by faith. And we know the comparison in the scripture between rebellion and being as the sin of witchcraft, right? When we are engaged in rebellion against what the Lord has commanded us to do or what we know we should do and we want to do our own thing and not walk by faith, we're just like we are involving ourselves in witchcraft. But let's look at the good example of Abel. Abel offered up to God a simple sacrifice 
of obedience. That's what Abel offered. He didn't make the lamb. He didn't provide the lamb being pure. There was nothing that Abel could do to make that lamb pure. He didn't supply the blood that the lamb contained. He didn't grow to make the lamb into what it was. He may have cared a great deal about the lamb, but it was nothing of his effort that made the lamb a worthy sacrifice. He did probably put a lot of effort into raising the lamb and tending to the lamb and doing those things. And that's similar probably to the effort that Cain put into his sacrifice. But God required the shedding of blood for a sacrifice. And this, Abel was obedient where Cain was not. Do we as believers offer up this sacrifice that Abel had, the one that is pure because it's been purified by God through his word, the one that did not require our own effort, it relied upon God working through us. It required our faith in order to come to fruition. Do we offer that sacrifice, or do we often offer more frequently the sacrifice of Cain? You know, I think in our minds, sometimes we think that all that is required is just the sacrifice. And that is where King Saul found himself. That all was required was the sacrifice in order to have the army be successful when Samuel told him to obey is better than sacrifice. Sometimes in our mind, I believe we think that if we're not doing wrong, we're obviously doing right. And that's not true either. If we're not necessarily doing right if we're not doing wrong. Our motivation of faith must be obedience. If we're not being obedient, even if we're not doing wrong, we are outside of the will of God. Our will must be put aside, including all of our needs for comfort and approval. Look at the next person in here. The next person we have listed here is Enoch. It says, by faith Enoch was translated, that he should not say death. Enoch was taken up to heaven because he pleased God. And he pleased God because of his continual walking with God. He walked with God. It says, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. He walked with God. And God had such pleasure in Enoch's faith, that walk of faith that he had on this earth, that he needed him close to him. He needed him in heaven with him. Now this walk must have involved some physical walking, potentially, you know, there's some his things not seen as yet. He moved with fear. He prepared his ark, prepared the ark to the saving of his house. Noah walked by faith. Lastly, we're going to look at Abraham. Now, Abraham is a great man of faith. He's a father of faith to us. We are Abraham's children by faith, according to the promise that God has given to him. And in Hebrews 11, we see that Abraham is recorded here in his account that in verse 10, he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker was, is God. That was Abraham's faith. God told him to go out into a strange country, and to Abraham, going out into a strange country was not anything difficult because he looked for a city whose foundations, whose builder and maker was God. An eternal city is what Abraham looked, like, looked for. He wasn't necessarily concerned with the physical here and now on this earth. He was looking for a city that was built by God, not by man. This city is the kingdom of God in heaven. No matter what the Lord asked of Abraham, he was willing to obey. Even though he initially had no clue where the Lord was leading him, he went because he had the faith that being obedient to the Lord was the only option for him. Not only for him, for his household. Being obedient to the Lord was the only 
option that Abraham had available. But yet, as Abraham is listed through here, and we find that he looked for a city whose foundations, who had, which hath foundations, whose builders make as his God. We find here that Sarah also, according to, with Abraham, they had faith to conceive seed in their old age and to produce the son Isaac. You know, Abraham had great faith, and we see as Abraham was asked to give up Isaac on the altar, to sacrifice Isaac. And we see that great allegory between Isaac being sacrificed and his resurrection, essentially, as the Lord is raised up for us. That image of the Lord Jesus that Abraham performed with the offering of Isaac on the, as a sacrifice, or, well, he didn't offer it because God made a lamb for Isaac. We see how when it came to action, Abraham had great faith. Abraham had great faith when it came to action. But then think about the time when it required inaction. It required waiting upon God. And that is back in the book of Genesis. It doesn't actually list it for us here in Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm not going to take us back there and read it. But remember the story of when they came to the spot where Sarah said, I'm not going to have a kid. We need to have a kid. Have a kid with my maid, Hagar. And they did. And a boy was born. And he created the child Ishmael rather than waiting for the child of faith or the child of promise, which was Isaac. You know, we can still see this lapse in Abraham and Sarah's judgment and their faith playing out 4,000 years later, still in the Middle East, because of that decision that they made. In Galatians chapter 4, it describes this as Ishmael being the son of the flesh, where Isaac was a son of promise, the son of faith. But how many of us create or have our own Ishmaels in our life? Because when we were faced with that question of where do we go from here, we acted out in our flesh rather than standing still in faith and allowing God to work. See, the action part was easy for Abraham. Going about and doing these things that God had asked him to do by faith, he was able to do those no problem. And he was a great example of that. But then in this area where God just wanted him to wait... And to be patient, he didn't do it. He created Ishmael that is still having repercussions to this day. You know, for us, what are the Ishmaels that we maybe have created in our own life because of our lack of walking by faith? You know, maybe it is an actual physical child that was created because we didn't walk by faith. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be insurmountable debts. It could be relationship issues physical issues, or maybe even an accident that occurred in our life because we weren't waiting on God. We weren't walking by faith. Maybe it's financial hardship through bad decisions. How about a loss of our testimony because we didn't walk by faith? How about our loss of our testimony for the Lord because of our actions? The, you know, I think of uh, in, our, in our current situation in our country, I believe we've created an Ishmael through what you know the federal government did with the unemployment program a few a month ago. I mean, that's created a, a problem that really, until that expires, it's going to be a really insurmountable problem for a lot of businesses to get past. All of these things can be considered Ishmaels in our life if they come about by our actions, products that we could have avoided if we had only walked by faith. 
and not by sight. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, I don't see in the scripture where God rebuked Abraham, where it specifically says, like in the case of Saul, where Samuel comes to him and says, God is removing you from being king. We don't see that sort of thing take place here. Now, God says, Ishmael wasn't the son of promise. You're going to have a son, Isaac. He is going to be the son of promise, and I'm going to bless him. But God also blessed Ishmael because he was the son of Abraham. But we also know that Ishmael did not please God the way that Isaac pleased God. God understands our weakness. He understands our flesh. But he wants us to walk by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do we have our minds set on that thought? Do we understand that the actions outside of the walk of faith do not please God? As we consider our choice in life, or even in our, church, in our service in our local church, are we motivated by obedience to God through our walk with him? Because that is what is, is evidence of our faith. If not, we are not walking by faith. You know, we, we live in a country that has rapidly changed over the course of this, this virus. You know, we, we have governments that are taking upon themselves massive amounts of power. We've seen our liberties taken away temporarily, setting bad precedents if not addressed. We've seen our entire capital in our country nationalized into the central bank. We have seen the groundwork laid for nationwide guaranteed income. Our debt is ballooned to unconscionable amounts. You know, we, we could say these are all Ishmaels that we have created because we did not trust God and act as we should. Our leaders reacted out of fear and out of faith. Now, God knows our heart as well. How have we reacted out of faith in this time as opposed to fear and panic? Some of us have been driven by our flesh and our decisions. Some of us have been driven by rebellion. Some of us have simply not looked to God at all for his direction. But the good news is, just as Abraham acted out in his flesh in creation of Ishmael, we do not have to continue on. We can ask the Lord to forgive us for walking by our flesh as opposed to walking by our faith. By faith. We can ask God to forgive us, and he will allow us to be restored to that point of walking by faith once again. We don't have to continue walking according to our flesh, we can walk by faith in an instant. That is why God is such a gracious and good God to us. That's the good thing about knowing his word and having his word in front of us so we can read his word and understand the way we are to walk by faith. Anytime we can repent of our fear, we can repent of our walking by our flesh and turn to him in faith. We can turn from our rebellion and submit to God's will by faith. Maybe... We have never come to that point in our life where we believe that God is. See, if we find here in verse chapter in chapter 11 in verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Have we truly wrapped our mind around it and come to that point where we understand that God is? Not just is as no as we read in the word or our parents have taught us or we've heard over and over again that God exists but that God is, that he is real, and that he truly is the God who created this world, the one who will judge us for our sin and unrighteousness, and that if we have never trusted Jesus as our personal Savior, one day we will spend eternity in the lake of fire. 
Have we ever come to that point where we realize God is and we have trusted the salvation through Jesus' shed blood, death, burial, and resurrection for our salvation as a foundation of our faith? Have we come to that point in our life? If not, we need to do that first and foremost and today especially. It is only through our faith in his shed blood that we can ever have this walk of obedience through faith. If we get our eyes off the Lord as believers, we get our eyes off the, off the Lord when we ask that question, where do we go from here? It becomes a very, very scary question. We see that as the case of Peter when he, he asked the Lord, can I walk on the water with you, Lord? And the Lord said, come to me. And Peter came out, started walking to the Lord and saw the storm around him, saw it was so boisterous, the waves. He got his eyes off the Lord and we saw he started to sink. That is where we can be in our own lives if we don't keep our eyes on the Lord and continue our walk of faith. And one of the things I believe that we sometimes gets us off track is we don't think that the Lord is good. When we're going through these times of testing, times of trial of our faith, we forget the goodness of the Lord. It is hard sometimes to remember the goodness of the Lord in a trial. It takes great faith to do so. So I'm going to leave us with this verse. Psalm 27, well, verses, Psalm 27, 13 and 14. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So let's walk by faith, not by sight. Let's walk, by, walk in obedience and not rebellion. Let's wait on God to perform his promises rather than creating Ishmael's from our fleshly actions that will last a long time, a lot longer than we want them to, for sure. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.